this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello. I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, you. Hello, you. Hello. Anyway, hi. Welcome to the You Podcast here on Potion Recaps. My name is Marissa Garza, and you may be asking yourself, hey, why is Marissa starting this podcast off? Well, that is because our good friend Latanya could not make it today. But have no fear. Have no fear. Adam is here. Please welcome Adam H. to the podcast. Adam, how are you? I am doing so good, Marissa. I have just finished setting all of my rich friends' houses on oh, fire and yeah. am <laughs> just back right in time. I'm it'll be fine, I think, right? That's yeah, I, it's I, totally fine. Yeah, that's how that's how this works. That's, yeah, that's exactly how this goes. That's how this works. That's what the show is teaching me. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> that's the message, I think, right? Like the yeah. message of this is eat the rich and you know, however that is. Yeah, you know, it's a. Uh, we'll get there. We'll, <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Well, before we get there, if you are looking for our coverage on past, present, or future podcasts of the show You on Netflix, please do check out our very own feed at posturecaps.com slash you podcast. I don't really know what shows up if it's just like slash you, probably nothing, but that would be fun. But you really want to make sure you put in you podcast at the end of that. That'll bring you to our very own feed. You can catch all of our coverage of part one as we prepare if you're looking to catch up for part two, which drops on March 9th, which is, I cannot believe, next week. Um, So if you're looking to catch up, there's a good place to start. Otherwise, we'll be starting up our part two coverage next week with a premiere pod and then jumping into spoilers. Kind of the same thing, doing some feedback and then wrapping it up at the end of the month. So, 
Adam. Yes. We have not gotten to talk about this. Uh, this here television show. What have been your, what is your, like, what's your you story? What's your you origin story? <laughs> and then um, what did you think of part one so far? Okay, so you has like been one of those shows where I have really loved for a long time now, but I don't really know how to say that without <laughs> like right? being like, oh yeah, I really love this show. And it's like so hard for me to recommend this to anybody because then they'll like watch the first couple episodes and be like, uh, Adam, are you okay? Like, <laughs> is everything all right? Um, but it's really fun. I think that the show is like uniquely different in how it tells the story of a um like a bad person like how it tells the story of a villain because like yeah. we get so many villain shows and movies nowadays right like that's not a unique category of media anymore maybe it used to be um but like certainly in today's day and age it's not but i think that you know something that you and and, and lt have been doing on this podcast brilliantly by the way uh is is talking about the social commentary of it all and i think like to me that is always what has elevated this show um you know, uh, I think it's been really interesting. I think Joe, Jonathan, JJ, whatever, is like a fascinating main character. And like to, to, you know, to hear him try, try his hardest to justify and explain like what's going on in the world around him, being that ridiculously unreliable narrator um, is like, has been really, really fun and really, really cool. Um, and then season four uh, in particular, yes. I think I have heard a lot of, thoughts and feedback from folks uh not only in our circles but also like um you know around the internet i've done my you know fair fair share of sleuthing and, and searching for Ooh. whatever out there have you been stalking on the internet i've been doing a little bit of oh, are you video. stalking not of, of people of no people. no, no. <laughs> well whenever i see a negative review i spend hours and hours Ooh. and hours and exactly yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> But uh, I've seen some negative uh, thoughts, and I don't think people have been as high on this season as previous seasons, to say the least, uh, up to the point where people are downright angry and upset <sighs> and frustrated about the first part of the season. And you know what, Marissa? Yeah, tell me. How many times have I gone onto a podcast and just ripped the thing to shreds? I feel like that's part of my MO these days, and I like I, I don't love doing it, but you know what? Sometimes it has to happen. Well, not today! Oh. That is not what's happening here, tell because me. I have to tell you, I actually enjoyed the first part of season four, mm -hmm. and I'm very intrigued to see how they finish it out. Uh, I'll agree with the general sentiment. Uh, that I could do without the weird month break between <laughs> sets of five episodes. Okay, whatever. We have to put that aside because, like, what? I don't think that was their original intent or decision. Right. So it's whatever. I can't blame the show for that part of it. Um, that being said, I am over the binge model. I'm done with Whoa, binging. Wow. I'm you fully heard out. You heard it here, maybe first. Maybe first. I don't know. We're on a lot of podcasts. I don't yeah. know if you said Who it knows? anywhere else. I have no idea. But. <laughs> I, but I am done with the binging, Marissa. I cannot do Tell it. Tell I cannot why. keep up with it. I okay. Admittedly, I have like a lot going on. Uh, you know, whatever. This is not a brag. The stuff I have going on is so stupid and unimportant. But I, there's a lot of it. Regardless, the calendar is built. Yeah, indeed. I have a. I have my un my imaginary calendar is completely filled. Okay. Um, I just don't have time to sit there and watch like seven hours of television like, at a time. Like, there's no way I could ever do that or get away with it. Um, that being said, when I first started watching you, it was at the beginning of season two when they released that and my cousin brought it to my attention and we've been all of season one and season two in one day. <laughs> so, you know, uh, take that for what you will. The show is very bingeable for sure. Mm. Uh, but 
I don't know. I'm done with binging. And I, I much would have rather have this season come out like two, let's call it two episodes a week. Give me like two Ooh. episodes a week for a long time. It wouldn't really be that long. It'd be like, what, a month and a half? Whatever. Give me like two episodes <laughs> a week for five weeks and I'm good to go. I don't need a weird month long break in between sets of five episodes. How w- would that like, would that change your you viewing experience? Because yeah, like, did you binge this first part I of didn't. it? I didn't. See, that's what, like, what did you do? Thing. How did you t- explain to people yeah, how to yeah, watch yeah. a binge show without binging? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So first and foremost, they don't even really let you binge because they're only giving you half the season of the sure. start, right? Like for they're sure. not even letting you. Sure. Um, I think I watched one episode a day for the first three and then the final two over the course of like the next two days or something, three days, something like that. I don't know. It was like over the course of a week, mainly because I knew that I wasn't going to get any more (laughs) for another month. And I was like really trying to, you know, parse it out. I'm not, it'll be like my one episode, you know, as I'm going to bed or whatever. It really wasn't because you can't. You can't really watch this show. <laughs> too close to bed. Um, but I spaced it out a little bit. I definitely didn't binge it all at one time because I don't know. I'm just done. I'm done with the binging. So kudos to that kind of a little bit. I don't know. I th- I think it did help the experience though because I could like sit there for uh, like you know hours, right? Like it was throughout the whole next day. I'd be thinking about because the show like really gets in your head. I'd be like thinking about like what I had just seen. Um, and I do think that for this season in particular, it helped more than it probably would have for previous seasons because, man, this cast is big. There's so many people. They it is it is fully decked out. There are like a dozen people you have to remember, and I'm famously terrible at names. I never remember names, especially when they're names that are not even real names. Uh, <laughs> like I just can't do it, and so it like took me a long time to like get you know on board with that, and so. Um, I liked that much better. I will certainly be doing the same for for part two. Did you have like your Charlie Day like um, <laughs> gift situation where you're like, connecting dots to everybody? Um, <laughs> it was close. Okay, just like okay, and then let's talk about the content. Yeah, we'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I didn't. Uh, I would have though had they not like given me quote unquote given me the answer to like the who done it at the beginning yeah. of the first part i was so upset that they told me <laughs> who this show was gonna say did it at the end of the first part now whatever there's gonna be a twist there's always a twist with this show we shouldn't yeah. like take them at face value it's fine i st- i still gave us too much though i was still like not happy <laughs> that like i could not but, okay if you're gonna have a big break in the middle of a season uh-huh. and it's a who done it uh-huh let us figure out who did it in the break what are we doing here? I don't know. It makes it's no a podcast. Sense. I, yeah. Well, how do we have like six podcasts about this? And we, we can't even like figure out who did it because they told us. This is, don't they understand the plight of the podcast? In Marissa? I don't think they do. I don't, I don't think, think they get it. Does. Which is like really hard because Penn has his own podcast. So yeah, like, yeah. I think he they would know. know. He should yeah. know. Penn, you know, like my friend. But yeah, it's like they should know. Well, okay. Well, thanks for sharing your feedback. You have one piece of feedback from the Discord that I want to share. But, and then I promise we will get into the content. So our good friend Felipe has shared um, with a few days distance. I think my biggest gripe with season 4A is that besides the Joe, Jonathan, Jacob, Jingleheimer, Schmidt of it all, mm-hmm. uh, I really don't care about or like any of the characters. Phoebe has charm. And I know I'm supposed to care about Kate and Adam. Uh, who was played by Lucas Gage. Uh, but I just don't. Even 
if we're not supposed to like Peach, Forty, or Sherry, they all had these layers that were so strongly realized pretty quickly by the actors and writers that that became so fun to watch. The season doesn't have to be or the season didn't have the fun of the other seasons and I don't know if it's intentional because London because London sorry like London has a vibe yeah London (laughs) (laughs) but I was not super invested also we barely see Nadia and we uh, can't really root for JJ's apprentice like we did with Paco Delilah and Ellie I always assumed Henry was the pocket Paco or Ellie of season three though yeah so that's like I think Felipe sees like the general is is giving voice to the general sentiment towards season 1a um yeah I I don't know if the vibe I've never been to London so I don't know what the vibe of London has to I think the content of it is um a little bit different but hopefully the fun comes in part two that's what i'm hoping for i feel like it probably has to uh i do think there are like some of the characters that felipe is talking about not really liking or resonating with that i that i do like and resonate with though so like i think that might just be maybe a difference in in opinion or thought there versus uh, maybe something the show was like trying to get us to feel or think maybe mm-hmm. um but i don't know i i feel like the the peach 40 sherry of it all like 100 percent. we we were not supposed to like those characters really um I, like i certainly didn't and i feel like rolled has definitely been <laughs> ro- rolled has been has been fitting that you know kind of archetype pretty well um i don't know and then uh people don't like kate as much as they liked any of the any of the yeah. previous women that's been like i think the biggest thing that i've seen so far is that people are just not on board with kate as much as they were with anyone back love marianne who like even even Candace, which is you know crazy or whatever, but like people well, do not like Kate. There's some suspicion around Kate. Like we don't have, I don't sure. think we have clear clarity, and I think that's like part of everyone in this cast is like we don't have a clear picture of their character. I think that's done intentionally um, because it is a mystery who done it. Everyone's gonna have like some uh, shadow of doubt put upon them. You know, like one of the things that always sticks out with me with Kate is like, "Hey Joe, don't look through my window." P.S. By the way, I'm going to leave my window open. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, so there's there's something um, going on there. But yeah, um, it, it is interesting to see how this season so far has been um, received. And I'm interested to see how people receive it after the whole thing is there. Yeah. And I'm the other thing I'm thinking about is if we had to break down seasons one, two and three after episode five, which is not something ooh, that we had ooh. to do at yeah. that point. I'm like thinking, do people really like Beck all that much? No. I don't know. Do, I remember do- I was watching it because I, I, Latanya got me into the show. And I was watching it and I messaged her and I was like, I can't. <laughs> I yeah. can't with this girl. I certainly, I mean, this this would have been a while ago when I was watching season one for the first time, but like, I certainly did not love Beck that first time. Um, we we also certainly didn't know what we knew at the end of the season about love, right? So we right. talk about like not knowing the characters fully. I think that's been present almost yeah. every other season. And I would dare to say, even with the Marianne stuff, like maybe we didn't really know her fully because I don't even think she was a huge part she of the season it. until the end of the season. Kind and of so like if, Nadia. Yeah. Ex- well, uh, hopefully like Nadia, hopefully. right? Well, yeah, yeah, hopefully like Nadia. So I'm just, you know, I understand the the criticism of the first half of the season, but I, I think that maybe it's a little misplaced uh, in that I think people are more upset about the format than they actually are about what the content will end up being. Uh, blame Netflix. Don't I will. Yeah, that. well, without question. <laughs> yeah, Very easy for me to yeah. do that. Yeah, not even hard. <laughs> well, um, now that we know about everyone's thoughts on part one, let's get into some predictions about 
part two. So I made a list of cast members. We can just like go through the cast and kind of make some predictions on what we hope to see from them. And then at the end of that, we will do a death draft, Adam. I'm so excited. <laughs> to see if we, we can death. build our best death team. So um, starting at the top, I <laughs> at the top with a character that you may not remember <laughs> here, but her name is Blessing and she is the Nigerian princess who like walks around and is part of the group. I don't foresee her having a stronger position in the plot going forward. Uh, do you have any strong takes on Blessing? My prediction, and maybe this is just me being hopeful, is that we literally do not see her again. I think that that would be the most ideal scenario because I just do not think she added anything in the first part of this season. Yeah, she was. I think she's there to like be an archetype of like the rich. Yeah. But... We have There's enough of those. Enough of people. Yeah, plenty. Exactly. Truly plenty. <laughs> Speaking of which, we have Sophie. Yeah. <laughs> who Sophie was uh, Simon or is Simon's sister. I I don't know. Do, for Sophie, I think she got over Simon's death like way too soon for me. Um, that is a question I have looking at her going into part two. I don't have any big predictions for her other than like maybe she'll finally realize that her brother was killed. <laughs> I mean, probably, right? I would assume that at some point she'll realize that. Uh, I think it's very likely that she'll be dead before that even happens. Um, I think a lot of people are going to die in part two. <laughs> I think it's going to be a bloodbath. Everyone, um, the, the rich will be eaten. I, I mean, they've been they've been getting eaten left and it's right true. the whole it's season. Um, no, I don't have anything crazy for Sophie. Again, I don't know that she added a ton to the first part of the season. Yeah. I think that like there could have been more there. Um, that being said, like the fact that she didn't really care about her brother's not like, not really care, but you know, whatever. We didn't uh, see her care. We didn't really see her care. Uh, really made that death less significant for me. <laughs> Cause like, I don't know. Like I get that that is supposed to be the point of like, okay, she's not super emotionally invested in using this as an opportunity to like benefit. Mm -hmm. Um, but that also makes me not really care about the death in general. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, the artist you know, died his tragic death and everybody kind of just moved on. I think the point for that one was more um, pointing to Nadia's rules of like the first suspect is always the second victim. Oh yeah. And then everyone was like, oh yeah, okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah, it was a quick move on from everybody. It was very, very, very quick. Yeah, moving forward. Uh, okay, so now we have rolled. Rolled. Which, you know, as I stated on the last podcast is a real name and I'm really sorry to all the rolls. I just cannot with the rolled. <laughs> um it's it's so over the top like rolled is so over the top in all of the ways that like it only makes sense that his name is rolled um and of course like the only thing i can think of is rolled gold pretzels like the whole time Ooh, it's like yeah, it. yeah so um i i don't know about rolled i feel like there's more here than meets the uh than meets the eye about rolled i don't know that he's like actually fully suspicious um but i i think a lot of the stuff that kind of like actually creeped me out this season because there you know there have been things in previous season that have been like really slimy and whatever gross uh the role in kate stuff has like really given me the heebie-jeebies like i just oh it's so creepy and weird i do not like it at all like that scene when he comes in and was like we're going swimming i was like no no gross. no yeah. no i don't like this you um, could not pay me to go swimming with rolls that's all <laughs> that's i mean that would be that's a nightmare 
What about hunting? No. Oh my. Well, okay. I'm not. Go- I don't think I'm going hunting with anybody. But I know. <laughs> Roald is certainly on the bottom of the non-existent <laughs> list. Uh, he just like straight up is like, oh, gonna kill you now. <laughs> let me just let me just point this gun at the back of your head. Yeah. Um, do you think like Roald is is about? Is there like a? I don't know if we're saving predictions here, but is oh like yeah, a, no, go ahead. Do you think? Do you think? I've seen a lot of stuff that's like Roald is actually a killer in some capacity here and has been mm. doing some stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about who's actually a killer, so I think yes. Roald is um up there on the list. I mean, okay. his uh tendency for revenge, like you know, one of the things that Nadia said about the rules, it's always like what sex, revenge, or um money, and so he's definitely you know carrying team revenge in this discussion because oh, yeah. of the whole situation with kate so i wouldn't be surprised and he like practically was gonna kill joe jj so yeah. you know i wouldn't be surprised if he actually was a killer also he's got like a lot of weird distance at least from what i picked up in the group like he's there but no one really likes it like he kind of seems like an outsider of sorts not saying that all all killers are outsiders but he just something's off Something's well, he seemed him. closest to, uh, um, well, I shouldn't say closest, but he he felt very close to, to Gemma. It seemed like they yeah. kind of bonded more. And now that she's gone, uh, I don't know exactly like where, because even, I'm even like going back to that big dinner scene when they're kind of talking amongst each other and Rold was like really pushing Kate to tell JJ of like, he doesn't know. I don't do a British accent. Uh, he, he doesn't know about like the, you know, the wealth and, and whatever. He was like pushing it and making it very awkward and uncomfortable. And obviously, you know, he's trying to drive that wedge between, between Kate and JJ, of course, but like, he's also just a jerk. <laughs> and so that's not unique to him out of the rest of the characters here for sure, but it still is true. Um, and so I don't know. I don't think that Rold is uh, a. I don't think there's going to be a twist that's like, oh, it was actually Rold all oh. along, and no like big, you know, whatever there. Um, but uh, he's a jerk. He's terrible. He's. De- I think he's there to get us. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we find out he has killed in his past, but I sure. don't know if he is like the killer. Like he has yeah. killer tendencies. He gives vibes. Well, probably because he literally did it. He gives vibes <laughs> of someone who haunts people. And like, yeah. that's like literally the vibes. Granted, he he did. He literally was about to hunt a person, but he, you know, he gives Well, and he vibes. called it like peasant hunting. Yeah. Yeah. So he was yeah. like yeah. really, yeah. really ready to go on that one. Not great. Uh, so he has his own motivations for, for sure. We're not lacking for motive with him, at least. Uh, speaking of jerks, <laughs> let's talk about not you, Adam, but the mm-hmm. other Adam. The Adam on the show is the jerk in question here. Mr. Uh, I have money from my parents, but I'm also in a lot of debt. I'm creating a lot of clubs. I'm dating Lady Phoebe. Uh, what are your thoughts on on Adam in the show? It is always tough for me to see Adams in media. <laughs> there are not like a a ton of them. Like there's a, there's more than you would think because it comes up more often than I would like it to. <laughs> uh, but like, gosh, um, I wanted. I always want to like Adams in media, yeah. right? Like I always want to. I'm like, you know, hey, that's my name. You know, namesake. Do us proud. Let's do us you know proud. do something good, and then. It just doesn't it doesn't take long for there to be <laughs> something that's not great. Um there are there are elements to this character that I actually do enjoy more than a lot of the other ones. I would certainly put him in the top half of, mm-hmm. of the characters this season. Um well, you know, obviously we'll get into this in a second, but I love the relationship between him and Phoebe. I think that like those two are probably my favorite two of all of the kind of rich friend group there um and i think they definitely stand above and beyond i think there's also something 
um, interesting might be the wrong word, but I'm going to, I'm going to use it. There might be something interesting about this idea that like, he's still trying to make it like, he's still trying to like have a good idea or work or like make something of it. And, you know, simultaneously, there's something to be said for like being given all the opportunities in the world and still not making it right like that. There's still something interesting there, but like, I, I liked the tenacity that he was showing. And I think like even other people in the group chastised him for it. Right. Of like, why are you trying to work? Like, what do you, what is this? How, don't you realize that like, you don't have to do this at all. Um, and so I like, I really do like that mentality from him because I think it's just non-existent in any, in anyone else. Uh, and so that's the part of it. I like uh, maybe the parts that didn't work for me when other people were, uh, you know, peeing on him that like didn't, <laughs> Yeah. That maybe didn't work for me a ton. Um, whenever he like didn't ever, you know, stand up uh, to Gemma in mm-hmm. any way whatsoever, like that didn't work for me a ton. Um, and then I think that he uh, he was just weird at that dinner as well. I keep like going back to that dinner scene um, just because like I think that that was one of the only places where we really got to see everyone's personality kind of come through with each other as opposed to you know, all the other times where it seemed very frenetic and just kind of not, uh, not concise. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I, he wouldn't be someone that I'd want to hang out with very much. Uh, but in terms of like predictions for the second part yes. uh, of this season, I think he's going to be pretty heavily involved. I think that we've seen like a lot of him thus far. I think that he and Phoebe are intrinsically linked. I think that in terms of the friend group's relationship with JJ, he's also pretty close to the top of the list in terms of like people that don't actively hate him or want to kill him. Uh, and so, you know, like that's that's great for him, I suppose. Um but, you know, other than that, I think, you know, I don't think we're going to get any major revelations about him either. I don't think that he's going to secretly be a killer mastermind or involved mm-hmm. with anything like that. Um, but I do like the way they're telling his story. And I, I have hope, I have faith, that he is going to uh, continue to help this story be told in part two. Yeah, I see Adam as like the representation of new money trying to make it in like an old money environment and like the clashes that come from that could actually push Adam to help JJ throughout the rest of the story. They have the American connection, but you know, JJ has like no money, even though he has uh, everybody's money. (laughs) Like he doesn't know what to do with money. Like this is not a world he's lived in where he is in charge of the money that he stole from love. <laughs> yeah. um, so I do see a potential alliance between the two of them in the, in the second season, or at least a help, a deal, you know, uh, yeah, some kind of alliance, even if yeah. it is like a little shaky. Yeah. It's like for one tribal council, they will help each yeah. other. Voting blocks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, yeah. So you had mentioned that Adam is uh, dating Lady Phoebe. Lady Phoebe, I think, is like the quintessential rich British girl. I don't think she has like a malicious bone in her body. She's just there living her best life and she wants everyone else to be living their best life. Uh, in terms of the people around her, I don't see her as a very, you know, like uh, philanthropic person. Like, I don't think she's like carrying outside of her circle, but within her circle, she's very caring of the people around her and she wants to make sure that everyone's having a good time. And she has like, you know, a really great personality. She seems to have the most personality out of everyone within the group. Um, so yeah, what's your take on Lady Phoebe? Yeah, I think that she is probably my favorite of the whole mm-hmm. group. 
for like I think a lot of reasons and they they more so told us about some of them than we actually got to see which was unfortunate but like mm-hmm. it was always said you know oh Phoebe wanted to invite you to this like Phoebe was the one kind of reaching out she was never mean to right. to JJ not that I guess like whatever he's evil too but <laughs> you know she was like never a jerk like the other one she wasn't like flaunting her money or anything like that like she lives a very rich posh lifestyle whatever they all do that is like not a not a unique thing to just her in this cast but um i liked how opening and welcoming she was there was a couple scenes that stood out to me the uh when they were playing croquet and phoebe mm-hmm. and kate were kind of together being like oh my god Gemma is like the worst." you know what i mean mm-hmm. she didn't really do anything about it but you know it's a it's a social situation what are you gonna what are you gonna actually do there it's so hard to like do that to to your friends but i like phoebe a lot and then i also thought that the uh not reveal but like whenever you know joe is being led around the mansion i'm just like is it is it time for us to meet up and then (laughs) walks in and then there's phoebe they're like totally ready to pounce all over him and oh my gosh i just love it so much um and even when phoebe comes in in the in the final or second to last whatever last episode and and there's the body in the room and she's like in there and she's like just sitting on the, the cabinet or whatever and he's like okay we gotta go uh i love phoebe like i think she's really fun i think she has a really kind of light bubbly personality um i do think that oh, there is a little bit more to phoebe though i Ooh. think that like, phoebe, i think that i like phoebe too much that there is some kind of involvement there i don't know exactly what that is but there i don't know i i feel like phoebe is is a little suspicious she's a little sus yeah i mean i guess if i could see anything with her being suspicious that might be like people that she knows or like she there's something in the background like some sort of gossip some sort of blackmail type situation that could happen Mm -hmm. and it might be with kate like because kate basically went up to her and was like hey i know you see a dead body right now (laughs) but we have to go back to the party yeah like, we've got to go <laughs> this is what happened but we gotta go back and she played along she played the part but i don't really know the relationship between the two of them to know if that's like a solid deal or not yes. and she's also like really attached do you have any ideas on what jj said to her that one night because she kept saying like oh my gosh the words that you said are just like sticking with me or can't like she mentioned that a couple of times it's kind of like um lost in translation like i don't know if we'll ever know like what was said but jj made such a big impact on her that he he could use that to his advantage in a pinch if he needed to yeah i mean i certainly think so i think that she is probably the greatest ally that jj had throughout all five of the episodes for kind of the exact reason that you're saying and we didn't get to see it um i do think that we're going to see it in in part two i certainly think that that's going to be one of the flashbacks that we see um probably when they're showing the full events of how everyone was actually like murdered and stuff like that um I don't know. I I still think there's more more than meets the eye here, and I think that like her being the one to continuously invite him to things, it doesn't seem like Joe would have really been a part of the group had Phoebe not like made a significant effort, uh, especially right at the beginning when Malcolm's gone, Kate doesn't like him whatsoever. Rold basically wants to murder him on the spot. Um, and all Adam cares about is the $70,000 egg. You know what I mean? Like, no one else was really concerned with him being there. Uh, and and Phoebe was. So, you know, good good, good for good for her, I guess. Or bad if Joe is killing everyone. I don't know. Would you go to a party at Lady Phoebe's house? <sighs> Do all of the other rich people have to be there? Here's the thing, Marissa. <laughs> Tell me. While I myself do yeah. not, like, make a ton of money or live a ridiculously lavish lifestyle, I want to. 
I like I love give me a nice charcuterie board. Like I will take all of the bougie things without question. Um and I don't know, you're gonna give this to me then. Uh yeah, I'll, I, I'll be there. Well, how could you turn down like staying in that like downtown oh, abbey-esque place yes. and like going to the thing and um having a murder mystery i mean she throws a good party oh gosh do you know how frustrating it was to me to watch her try and like set up this murder mystery <laughs> and everyone else is just like out there doing drugs and laughing and not paying attention whatsoever it is so demoralizing to try and set up like a big group yes. activity and then they just don't seem to care okay that is so frustrating and i felt for her so much in that moment because that it's the worst thing ever when you're so passionate and excited about something and then other yeah. people are just like, eh, whatever, we're going to like ruin this. It's so, it's, was, yeah, it was yeah. so annoying. I have been that person with all the planning and all this stuff. And then yeah. it's like, hey, everybody works so hard on this thing. And they're like, well, meh. <laughs> she was even committing to it. She like had them drag her in, even though the <laughs> the freaking guy like messed up the li- the lines or whatever. I don't know how you met. There's not very hard lines, buddy. Um, also, apparently they do the murder mystery every year. I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I would go. People, I would. Still, I would definitely go, but not with those. Not with those people. people. Yeah, we don't want them. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Speaking of those people, what do we think of this person, Reese? Oh, okay. So Reese is apparently an author and also a killer. He was introduced to JJ as basically like saying, like, hey, I wrote this memoir. JJ is really impressed by it. But then like the whole thesis of that is like you have to face your past to really grow and all this stuff. So I don't know if he's like trying to make JJ do that. There's also the theory of like 
Joe and Reese are the same person. We got a little Jekyll and Hyde type of situation going on, which can absolutely, you know, happen in, in real life when there's a traumatic event, you know, there can be splits of, of um, motives there. So what are you thinking about the whole Reese situation? Okay. Uh, We did not get as much Reese in the first half as, as I would have liked considering they told us he was the killer at the end of the first part. That is like my chief complaint of the situation. I was like, in retrospect, I'm fine with him being the one. I just wish that we would have maybe gotten anything else from him outside of like the small few interactions we had. Um, So to the, to the elephant in the room of is Joe two people is Joe. Are they whatever? I've seen this a lot. Uh, That was easily the most popular like theory of, of what could happen. And the thing I, like, always have to go back to when I'm thinking about predictions for, like, future episodes is would the writers of the show feel like this is a satisfying ending to the fans of the show? That's, like, always the number one thing I go back to. Not, like, would it actually be? Not, like, what makes sense for the story? But do they think that we would think it's good? It's it's, it's a good twist. That is the only thing I think that matters here. Um, And I kind of do. (gasps) Oh, you're in on it. I kind of do think it's interesting. There's like a couple of, you know, specifics of like, okay, no one else had actually been in the room whenever Joe and Reese Mm -hmm. had been talking. Like that is kind of intriguing. Um, Besides like the, uh, you know, even when uh, they were locked up at the end with Joe and and Rold, they were whatever Rold was still sleeping or unconscious or whatever. Like, I don't know. I think it could be really interesting. And I think that, um, Another one of the issues that people have been having with the first part of the season is that they don't really care about a redemption arc for Joe. We've seen that quite a bit. They just don't really care. And I cannot blame them for that. He's a serial killer, whatever. I like get it. If you don't care about that, fine. Um, if you were the killer, wouldn't really need wouldn't really need a redemption arc. Uh, this would just be classic you where Joe's going around killing people left and right. Um, and I would kind of be here for it because uh, we what we only saw him kill one person. Right? In the first five episodes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got to up the kill count for Joe here. (laughs) And, like, maybe it was max four if if he killed the other three that died. Well, he only... He only had two kills last season in season three. Like he, yeah, but there were only like four people in the cast. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Percentage-wise, yeah, he had a 50% kill rate. Um, but, I, yeah, you know, I think, I think there is some merit to this theory. I think the whole him, when it really stuck out to me was when they were locked up in the dungeon, mm-hmm. uh, you know, man with the iron mask room uh mainly because he like goes but where does he go like Reese is like bye i'll be back and then he like comes back at a very weird time like when jj has like reawakened himself and like got himself trying to get himself free so there are a lot of questions around this um do you think it's just him? Like, is the, there's, I, I feel like no one actually thinks that it's just like, Reese is the guy. That's it. That's the season. We're going to see in part two how Joe takes him down. I had a question of like, is this Joe's book? Oh. <laughs> like, 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 is, are these, all these characters like just, you know, people that he's writing? Like, I don't know. Like, I could see any one of these people really being, except for maybe Blessing and Sophie being killers. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I mean, certainly, and, right? And he is the writer. That was like their first interaction, right? Yeah. Of, of talking about the book. And I do believe, uh, I didn't see this personally, but I do believe that in the trailer for, for, for part two, that the book that Love is reading in the cage is yes. Reese's book. So yeah, and I don't know. Like, when I first saw the title of that book, I was like, Joe could totally write that book. Because mm-hmm. like, so straight up his, his alley. So you know, he's still running know. for mayor of London. Is that- yeah, what is that about? <laughs> I mean, just for a minute, why is he running for mayor of London? I don't know. I, I my understanding <laughs> is that it takes very little competency to be the mayor of a large city. That is my just based on all of my history of understanding mayors. Uh, it does not take a lot. Uh, just another plug uh, for Chicago. If you're yeah. in Chicago, please do vote. Uh, the mayoral election is uh, going. But yeah, I don't know why he's running for mayor. I I think he's an interesting character. If he's not, I could totally see him not being real. Uh, But the only other thing is, is like at one point we do get a reference from another character. I think it's, I think it's from Simon. I don't think it's from like one of the people who are still alive, but it's just kind of like, oh, that's Reese. Like, Hmm, it's not like, it's not like a substance. Like they're not talking to each other, but they know of this Reese person. So he's in their world. I just don't know in what capacity. Yeah, I just, I feel very confident that, like, he is not the end-all be-all of the one murdering everyone because that would just be so boring. Do you feel like, I mean, obviously he's suspicious, but do you, like, if we're going to make a suspicious meter in terms of rolled Adam, Lady Phoebe, and Reese, who do you put at the top of that? I guess it depends what you mean by suspicious because I, I simultaneously also very much believe that whatever iteration of reach it is has killed someone and like is part of the evil thing. So like That's he's fair. very suspicious <laughs> in the sense that like whatever he is, he is evil. <laughs> I don't know exactly what that means, but um, I don't know. I think, th- I, I think it's probably like Reese rolled Adam Phoebe is yeah. like my four in order there. That's how I would do it too. I think I just was like, they all have little tendencies, but how oh, yeah. much how much of the pie are they holding? Well, speaking of someone who was also suspicious, we talked a little bit about it earlier, but Kate, um, you know, Kate is, for lack of a better term, it's so hot right now, a Nepo baby. They all are Nepo babies, but mm-hmm. her father's like a huge, you know, really rich person, but she is like trying to not be that at least in public and have a different persona than her family and kind of distance herself from them she um, is seen by JJ as someone who's actually having a job like when she's working in the art gallery he says you know like she's the only one that wants to work um, so but she's also the ex-girlfriend I guess at this point of Malcolm who wow. was here at the start really? of the too soon Marissa <laughs> too soon oh my goodness she got over it so fast that's the other thing like she just was like I guess Malcolm said moving on I think you know? they were pretty casual no like I, you know they're they that's were talking true. about that's true that's true casual. they were cash but they were sharing a living space together uh true. which uh jj could see through the windows which i still don't understand how malcolm didn't know how expensive are blinds in england <laughs> do we think that there's like a big blind tariff well, that i don't windows, know about the windows are huge yeah they are huge they have big windows i don't have big windows i but have like are you know. rich people true so yeah you should I be able feel to like afford... they should be able to afford or curtains Okay, so maybe it's not a financial issue. Hmm. Yeah, what are they trying to tell us with these open windows? I don't know. I, very uh, alluring and, you know, <laughs> clearly letting Joe have a have a sneak peek when he probably shouldn't. 
Yeah. What are your takes on Kate so far? Okay. I really like Kate. And I think that Kate breaks some of the stereotypes that we've seen from the previous three seasons, wherein Joe is kind of obsessed with a woman and that woman is not immediately fawning over him and falling into his lap. Right. Like Kate is, I don't, I'm hard to get as the wrong term, but like, she's not just like putty in his hands to be melded however he wants. Like she's not so easily manipulated, which like, Maybe you could make the argument that, like, Love was also doing the manipulation. Whatever. I don't know. Maybe you could make the argument at the end of the season that, like, Kate actually was being manipulated. I don't know. But as of where we stand now, she just wasn't, like, immediately, like, yeah, okay, let's start getting together and make this super easy. She was, like, giving it back to Joe. And I, I really, really liked that because I think that, like, no one had done that before. It was so easy for him to get with Beck. It was so easy for him to get with Love. It was way too easy for him to get with Marianne. Uh, and, you know, uh, I, I guess we didn't see how he and, and Candace started, but I don't think it was, I don't remember him saying it was like difficult or anything like that. So we finally see someone who like has a little bit of a backbone and a little bit more agency. Um, I also think that her character is more complex than mm-hmm. basically everyone everyone else that has been the titular you the past couple of seasons. Um, and I mean that in like the best possible way, because again, I like really love this show and have loved like the vast majority of the characters, but like they were pretty like simple's again like the wrong word but like we could understand them pretty easily and not Mm -hmm. a lot of time Mm -hmm. um and certainly some of that could be to the nature of there's less people in the cast easier storytelling i don't know it was a new kind of concept and we had to learn from the base as opposed to now where we're trying to adapt the past three seasons to what we're seeing in season four probably a lot of reasons for it but i still think that kate brings something really interesting and really new to the show uh that was much needed and so like I'm, I was like super in on her being the you because I, I don't know every every part about her was just so intriguing and so interesting. Um, she was like obviously rich from the start, and mm-hmm. I think that like we knew that more than like Joe knew that obviously, and so like that reveal was certainly bigger to him than it was for us. But like mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I will also say Kate killed somebody. <laughs> I don't know who. I have no. I could, could I what tell do you, you think who her method is? What do you think her method is? is I mean. She, is- is she a poisoner? Is she a stabber? Is well, we she... basically only have we have three sta- we have what three stabbings? What do we have? Mm-hmm. Three stabbings plus Joe also kind of stabbed. Mm-hmm. So we have four stabbings. So that's you think not, oh, stabber? I mean, somebody's got to be. I, <laughs> I don't know when they like. There was so much blood on the ground of that carpet. There was Joe. like more blood than there would have been if it was not like murder of passion of some kind or like anger or hatred or whatever i think it's very likely that kate killed Gemma. like very very likely kate is working with reese (sighs) maybe if reese is his would that feel good though like would that feel good at the end of the season i don't think it would i don't think it would but what are kate's motives in the situation then uh, I think she just like hated Gemma, right? Like we had seen so many. Oh, so her, it was like a singular kill in this. Like it was not connected to the other kills, but it yeah. just fits within. Well, a singular kill that like exactly it fits within like the eat the rich of it all, right? Yeah, like getting yeah. a kill there is is almost easier because it's like a very you know simple. Oh, it's just the eat the rich killer again. It's like a side quest in the same. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Kate's there. bad? Like, is Kate killing people in in part two? You do think? Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I could see her being a killer, but I also could see her being like making people's lives difficult with bureaucracy or Mm. like 
resources in some way. She was big um, on sticking the police onto yeah, Joe. Yeah. Big on that. Yeah. Like I could just see her like managing resources in a way that can make someone's life miserable. Um, I don't know. You know, we had that whole random storyline of uh, Simon stealing someone's art and you know so like how what was kate's involvement in that did, did she know about that you know all of that situation. well that's see so, that's also like another interesting yeah. thing because i feel like there's a lot of kind of loose threads to that end right we have like that but that was also involved in malcolm's journal of like all of yeah. the different you know the different kind of code names he was using there where we also get the random louis Couture sun king reference <laughs> just out of nowhere uh like there's a lot of things that it's just like <laughs> what also, we can't forget that like Malcolm and Nadia were sleeping together and there was yeah. like, a relationship there. Um, and Kate so, knew about it. Because... And Kate knew about it. Absolutely. Yeah. There was a there were way too many letters in that secret stash that Joe took from Malcolm's mm-hmm. place. Like way mm-hmm. too many letters. <laughs> like that is not what we wanted to see. So I wonder if like Kate is representing if we have the three motives of revenge, sex and money. Kate's definitely, I think, in the sex bucket because Probably. she's got all of the Malcolmness to deal with. And then we said that uh, rolled as revenge from everything that's going on with Kate. Would you put anyone in the money thing at this point? The only person I could see is Adam. Oh, I would. The person I would say is in the money category would probably be Reese to some extent. Oh, sure. Right? Yeah, he was the one that you know kind of had those humble beginnings and has been almost t- like telling the story of the eat the rich killer. Right? Like we see him on TV talking about it. Obviously, like maybe he is that <laughs> person. <laughs> so you know, maybe it's just the narrative he's trying to tell about himself. Um, but I definitely could see him under that under that category. Um, the other person maybe in that in that boat is Nadia. We don't really get a ton yeah. about her from that but like let's talk about her maybe yeah so nadia is a student <laughs> student still cannot believe that jj is a professor um i loved that though did you i mean oh my gosh it was so the, good it was the good. opening was so fun i was like i loki i would have loved having joe <laughs> as a professor in college like that actually would have been awesome uh i mean it would have actually been terrible but whatever like it, you know it would have been fun because in the class he it would have been know really yeah he yeah would, like he knows that he can't get caught and like but he also means it's like his little safety spot at the same time. So you probably get away with some stuff in that class. <laughs> probably too much. <laughs> but she's really into murder mysteries, knows her, uh, Agatha Christie. She seems to be a student of literature and Russian and a bunch of other things. She's got a, a bunch of other jobs. She's very famously says uh, that sleep is for the rich. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, she's got maybe a little bit motive here. She, As we mentioned, she did have a relationship with Malcolm, uh, who was a professor also at this university so nadia 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 um (laughs) you don't have to you know you're you got your own worth and then that you know she's around for the first part not as much as i initially thought she would be um which i believe is setting us up for more involvement in part two i at least i hope but uh that's what we got on nadia what were your takes on her in the first part of the season yeah i'm very hopeful that we get a lot more of her in part two now that we're back in london and not out in you know in in whatever whatever it's called downton abbey is that what you call (laughs) (laughs) now that we're not way out there (laughs) um i thought nadia was really interesting i liked seeing that kind of student dynamic i think that the show is better when there are young people kind of 
involved and in the mix uh i'm I'm like thinking back to you know paco to ellie Mm -hmm. to you know um to those kind of folks and i think that like that is really interesting uh nadia is not necessarily the type of role that we've had in previous seasons um because like she hasn't been super involved but also if you think about it she's been very involved and I think, like, I go back to her recommending Reese's book at yep. the very beginning of the season. I think of her relationship with Malcolm. Um, and I think, like, uh, she she makes me think about the people that the Eat the Rich Killer has killed. And, like, maybe thinking about why each of them mm. were dying. Right? And I, like, specifically think of Malcolm because, you know, whatever, he's having a relationship with this student and mm-hmm. many, many other students. That could certainly piss somebody off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking of uh, Simon and, and stealing the stealing the art from Blue, uh, yeah. what her name was. Yeah. Um, and even Gemma, who was, like, the scum of the earth and treated everyone absolutely horribly and was the absolute worst. And so it's, yeah. like, the – I think that, like, something that has gone maybe a little bit under the radar – somehow is that like out of the group i think that the three worst people have been killed thus far and i don't Ooh. you know i don't know that like that is <laughs> my place to say this person is worse <laughs> than this other person but it's media this is a tv show it's not real this i'm not actually saying here for. Die. <laughs> this is what we're here for uh is i mean like that i don't know i feel like nadia really analyzes things and is like always telling us okay it's this this and this this is how mystery works i'm very like literate i understand i'm very well read Mm. um and i think like she brings this uh aura of logic into the situation that is like making me try and think about okay why are these people actually dying versus like who is actually killing them because i think that like those are not necessarily intrinsically linked in the show um I don't know i really like nadia i thought she was really really fun and interesting every time she was on screen uh I've also seen a lot of theories that Nadia and Reese are working together. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little out on that, I think, just because, like, why? I mean, you know? he, is the the largest connection, I think, is that she had his book and was like, here, yeah. read this book about this person that's almost exactly like you, you know? And um, I just wonder, you know, if she was over at Malcolm's, could she see into Joe's apartment? Is she, like, a Joe for show you oh. know <laughs> like I, I don't know she you know she says she's got a, a you know a lot of jobs she's really busy she's not you know really sleeping or doing anything so maybe she is in the middle of all of this you make a really good point there yeah she was uh in a couple places that were maybe a little convenient uh various break-ins and you know whatever go get this letter for me joe or yeah you know, there's, there's a couple times where she just like happened to be around where i was like hmm, that's interesting <laughs> well last but not least let's talk about joe jonathan jj uh what do you think of season four joe jj i uh, will just say first and foremost i hate 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 with a burning passion with a fiery flames flames on the <laughs> side of my face heaving breathless i hate the beard marissa <laughs> i hate the beard i can't do it oh is it too much with the hair uh, it's too I think much it's- it's way too much. She looks like a gorilla. I can't, I just can't do it. It looks 
so bad and it's oh my god i think there's like so much happening because then he's also like wearing velvet all of the time yeah so there's just like a lot of texture happening are wild like truly (laughs) truly wild and i am not here for it it makes i I just oh it it creeps me out whenever i see it like it makes me like him so much less than i have in previous seasons if we are going with the joe reese theory do you think that his hair is super long to be like completely different than reese to like compare and contrast that situation more contrast i think i like the idea of it being a fake beard that he takes off every time he (laughs) assumes the position of reese and kills someone and then puts it back on oh that wasn't me i'm sorry that wasn't me yeah (laughs) you're good at that that's a good one i can't do that um I don't know. I thought like his role was very interesting. I think that there were a few things that like really didn't work for me of of the Joe of it all, but like the things that did, I thought worked really well. And so, um, I don't know. I, I like I really enjoyed all of his interactions in uh, with the dinner party, with the murder mystery party up in uh, whatever Camp Castle up there. Like yeah. I I didn't I did enjoy a lot of that. I loved the professor stuff. I will I just really really loved it. Um, and then I think that there was like a little bit of intrinsic humor to this season that maybe like wasn't as there in previous seasons. I'm thinking of like when he's just waking up in the morning with a cup of coffee and just casually looks over to his table and sees the dead body. And like I don't know, like there are a few things that he's just like a little bit funnier than there than there was in previous seasons. And I don't know if like that is maybe causing some of the frustration around like the way they're telling the story. But I think that that does add at least a little bit for me. Um I'm I'm just very interested to see how much more Joe we have mm-hmm. in this show. Um, he'll definitely be around here until the end of the show, right? Like, there's uh, there's no way they're gonna like do this show without Joe. <laughs> I'm rhyming way too much here. Um, I don't know. I, I I think that like part two will be very interesting to see how they land this plane because I think that a lot of the characters have pretty easy outs whether it be Mm -hmm. like this character is going to die this character is going to be a murderer this character is going to be involved with this character i can like see a lot of paths for them in terms of like the side characters i don't know that i see a ton of paths for joe where he like comes out of this in a way where i'm like heck yeah give me season five you know what i mean yeah i feel like it has to get tied back to henry 40 yes and some way (laughs) so that he can get back to him that i think is his motive in general his choice to not kill marianne was interesting she is out there somewhere so that's Mm -hmm. like a danger to him or is Um, she or is she (laughs) what are your thoughts i think marianne could be dead for sure you think he did it do you think he killed her i mean i don't know i think that it's very likely that marianne is dead i did not think about this yeah well that would make sense he didn't seem to be worried like that he's not a reliable narrator right like we said i said this at the beginning he says so many times like i don't know what happened i wasn't there you know he like forgets all kinds of stuff and yeah we can blame it on absinthe who can't blame a forgetful (laughs) night on absinthe right whatever but uh i I could definitely see marianne being dead here i don't know how likely it is but like i think that would be Huh, okay that would be fun imagine like, <laughs> like end, sorry marianne yeah imagine we like end this season where like we get all of these flashbacks to joe murdering basically everybody and then oops we also flash back to him killing yeah. Marianne, yeah. To whatever his stupid name was when we the guy who came in from elliot last year, elliot why is elliot <laughs> okay what a dumb 
Yeah, I know. I, you know, I could see that. And then him really having to take stock of himself and if he's going to make himself into the father that he never had. Is and he going to go father. back to Henry Forty? Yeah. And how, how is it going to be? <laughs> I had totally forgotten that his middle name was Forty. Like that had, I don't know why I had blocked out of my brain, but like, oh my God, I can't believe it. <laughs> he's reincarnated. Uh, okay. Adam. You know what? I'll take rolled over 40 in terms of names every day of the week because I, I don't actually think 40 is a real name. So. There you go. Yeah, no, I think um, the the end for Joe is, you know, can he be, can he leave this life behind and become, you know, the father that Henry Forty needs? And yeah. um, I know the show creators that they always had like a five season arc for it. So in terms of how much we've got left, we've got a season and a half. If they renew, that's another question. There hasn't been any announcements as to whether they'll renew for season five. Uh, maybe Netflix, if you didn't split the season, you'd have a better maybe. idea. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> and on the blame Netflix. But yeah, so that's our little rundown of the cast members. Do you have any other predictions outside of this? Like, so some questions I have are like, yes. uh, what episode will we see the cage come back? We have not seen the cage. Are we confident that the cage is coming back? Or is the cage a figment of the imagination? So my thought, I've so I, I I have two thoughts here. My number one thought is that it's already back in some capacity. Do you think he's in the cage? Either he's in the cage, Marianne's in the cage. Uh, I don't know. Maybe someone else has the cage. But then the other thought that I had, and I only had this because I like did a full rewatch of the first three seasons before I started season four. Yeah. Um, the cage like turned into a big thing with Sherry and what's his face, right? Like it was a big book and they were like out there doing stuff and not that like, <laughs> I feel like it does become like more popular and more people have a cage at that point. So I think that it's very like that someone else will have the cage, but also I feel like that kind of gives him away if like anyone else sees that because it's like, Oh, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> There's this guy with the cage. Uh, it's actually Joe, but I do think there will be a cage, obviously, in some capacity, because, you know, in the preview, we do see love reading in the cage. So Yeah, I mean, who is Joe without the cage? Who is also, Joe without the cage? Yeah, I mean, maybe that's the question we're trying to answer. Uh, I think it will not be in the first episode back, but maybe in the penultimate episode of the season. The if it does, ultimate, yeah. yeah yes, mm -hmm. that is when it will be, uh, because I just... It, do you need the cage? You need the cage. I don't need the cage, but who is Joe without the cage? Who like, are we without the cage? Maybe we need the cage. It? Did you see that uh, Drew Barrymore thing? Like she, for her birthday, they put her in the U cage. Oh no. And she loved it. Like it was like such this weird thing. And then Penn shows up and he's like, you are not supposed to want this. Mm. <laughs> like this so it is a, like, okay. the reason for the cage, I think is it poses that question. Like, why do we need the cage? So it'll be it's interesting true. to see how it shows up or if it shows up. Um, but and I just remember the previous two seasons, there. the cage did not show up until decent, you know, decent ways into the season. It didn't well, take a terribly long time, but even like last season, it didn't show up until after they had already bought the the bakery, the bakery, and put it downstairs. And then there was the big reveal of going to the storage unit. Uh, in what was it, episode one or episode two of? I guess it was pretty early on of of season two and yeah. finding. An actual Will Bettelheim in there, poor guy. Is Will Bettelheim involved? Is he secretly <laughs> is he in love? I really want like Will to be involved in some way and just be like, Yeah, I'm living my life in the Philippines. You're still up to this, Joe? Like, yeah. what's wrong with you? <laughs> <Still doing laughs> like, I thought we dropped that. Can uh, we bring everyone back at the end of season five? 
just Perfect. everyone. Give Cast me Will Bellheim. Yeah, give me like <laughs> Love's mother. Like, I mean, let's go. I forget she the guy. Her gorditas. Yeah, she wants her gorditas. Uh, the guy who was like helping run the bookstore in season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget her name as well, who was in the writing. Like, give me everyone back at the end of season five. That's what I want a full reunion. I don't think it's going to happen. happen. Make it happen, Netflix. Well, we did talk a little bit about how we think Marianne, or how you specifically think Marianne could show up or not show up. Um, Do you think we will see Marianne? I think we have to uh, in some capacity, even if it is just a brief flash at the very end of the season to preview what season five might be. I think it would just feel so bad if we did not get any more of Marianne than what we had previously seen because we haven't gotten a ton. It was just like the couple little flashbacks. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I could easily see season five happening in Paris and we're going to see Marianne. I don't know. Um, or my other theory, Marianne's already dead or will be dead by the end of the season. What if Marianne turns into a killer? Cause she has to protect herself from Joe. Maybe protect her son. Well, yeah, it's the thing. I don't know. I don't know. And then I think this is the biggest question. <laughs> That like every you watcher is asking, it, like there are people that think that love is alive, and I don't know how that can be because one, what we see of her in the trailer for part two is in that muted tone, which we know from the show is like flashbacky. She's in the cage, so maybe maybe the cage is Joe's mind palace in this situation, and he has to go talk to love in that way. But I don't know how she gets yeah. out of a burning house after being basically lethally poisoned with hemlock so or wi- wolf spain because they yeah. wolf each other so <laughs> they, they killed they killed they hurt each other with wolf spain mm-hmm. but yeah so what is, what's your take do you see love being alive i feel like it would feel bad at the end if like yeah. love came back and it's just like oops she's been around the whole time we're doing something the only way i could see this making any kind of sense if like that flashback that you're talking about is still in london and love has like made her way mm-hmm. there and she is somehow a part of this situation somehow um because i do think that if joe finds out that love is alive like joe is going to try and kill her to some extent because of the henry 40 of it all mm-hmm. um I just, I don't think so. I don't think love is alive. I don't think I'm buying that theory. There's too many other characters. I feel like it would it would be too big of a lift in the, in the last five episodes to tie up the uh, cavalry of characters that we have had thus far and then reintroduce love back and like make that all make sense and make it feel good. I just feel like it's too much. Uh, and I don't think that, I, I just don't think the show is going to go that route. They I haven't feel- gone that kind of route in the past. So I, yeah. you know, I don't know. I get the sentiment like, love is loved you know people love love um but i think if love comes back then the show becomes about love and it isn't so much about joe anymore because like you want to make her alive and have her own spinoff go for it she's a very entertaining character to watch brilliantly portrayed um i i could definitely go for some more love but not after what how you know how things ended in season three um it's great that she's able to come back. I love how basically all of the U's have been able to come back um, in some sort of, you know, mind daydreamy capacity. And that's kind of what I, I see coming, coming here. Although, you know, stranger things have happened. If anything, if love is alive and the cage is there and Marianne mm-hmm. is still alive, I mm-hmm. think love put Marianne in the cage. I'm down. I think. Uh, okay. Because she's still like so super pissed about the whole like 
Joe Marianne of it all, even though she like gave it away. I don't know. She's like, you went all the way to Europe for this girl. Well, I'll show you. I'm going to build a cage that you taught me how to build and I'm going <laughs> to put this girl in it. So I don't know if that is, that's a very big stretch, but that's, yeah, that's what it I would see. be. It would be a really big situation. Yeah. Maybe there's a world where love kills Joe at the end of season four and oh. it's about love in season five, but I, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Know. All right. Any other predictions on the table before we make some death drafts? I think those, I think we hit the big ones. I think we've got some good predictions out there. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. It'll be fun to see what, what comes, comes of it. All right, so we are going to go to the good old Google. They have a dice roller on Google. We're going to roll a D20 to see who will pick first. So I'm going to hit uh, roll in three, two, one, roll. Oh. 14. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're going to go first. I got the three. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we can do, I think, like, it's snake draft, right? Like, you'll do two, and then I'll do one, and then we'll get to the end eventually Mm. okay so uh these are people that you think are going to definitely die yes in season four part two of you okay i think number one i have to take kate i think we've seen too many of the yous die in previous seasons and I don't know the full story here, but I think the Kate is not long for this world. Do you think, based on your predictions, that we will find out that Kate was a killer before or after she died in the situation? I think after. Ooh. I think after. Interesting. Who's your second pick? I think you get two picks now. No? Oh, I get two picks. Okay. I never know how this works. Uh, I am going to choose... Only based on historical precedents and if we are prescribing the same type of character to this character, character archetype mm-hmm. to this character, I am going to pick Nadia in this situation. Oh, interesting. Because, well, like Paco didn't die, but like I just feel like that's getting old. Yeah. And so it might be a thing. So I'm going to take Nadia. Okay. And then after, <laughs> I'm going to take, uh, because I think he just has to die. I mean, he's just that annoying. Uh, I'm going to take Rold. Yep, that's a great pick. <laughs> Rold would have been my second pick. I think that like the comparison to to Peach and um, even to Forty, I think is so valid for Rold, and they're both they're both dead. So I think that Rold is an excellent second pick there. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, let's see here. We still have some pretty good options on the table. Um, I don't think I could justify picking Blessing or Sophie because I literally could not have told you their names before this started. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. Um, I think that uh, if if I'm looking at the rest of these, I think Reese is is pretty likely to die mm. here. If he's real, or like, do you think he'll die? And yeah, see, this time? is yeah. There's got to be an asterisk here, right? Of just like, <laughs> what is Reese? If well, Reese is just a figment of Joe's imagination, then like, okay. Well then, yeah, he dies. I'll count it. We'll count it. (laughs) Um, But I mean, the whole trailer for for part two here is like, I'm coming. I'm sorry, I'm coming for you. (laughs) Like really, you know, that's like that's like how we get there. In my ears. (laughs) Um, So I think that it's pretty likely that Reese goes here. Um, Plus, I think it would be pretty interesting if like Joe had to deal with the fallout of this and like not being able to actually frame it on him. So uh, Mm -hmm. we'll see. We'll see how Mm -hmm. that goes. 
for the third pick yes. that I have here. Yes. Uh, oh my goodness. I'm, I'm torn between two. Mm. Um, and I think just, just for the namesake of it all, I'm going to pick Adam. I think Adam is gone. Donezo. Oh, do you I think know. he's done by his own accord? Do you think he's done by the killer? Do you think he's done in like a messy way? I think it'll be. I think it'll be messy. I think it'll be something involving Phoebe. I don't exactly. Mm. You know, don't know exactly what, but uh, I think that's certainly something involving Phoebe. Uh, and I think it'll happen decently soon into the second set of episodes. Interesting. I'm just marking off who we've already chosen on our little list here. Ooh, yeah. I'm gonna take. Okay. I'm gonna take Lady Phoebe. Yep. Yep. That's who it's gonna be. Uh, I think it will be an accidental death, but I oh. think she will die. I don't know if we get double points if we call, call the shot. <laughs> <laughs> this is clue style. If we name the place and the weapon, we that's how we get our extra points. That's. Yeah. <laughs> um and then i will go with i think we only have i would I accept only... outside the box answers too if you're like uh, you know looking who for... else haven't we uh, you know you could do a you, you could do a love again you could take marianne you could take elliot <laughs> oh. take a take an ellie take think... a paco take a will oh, Bettelheim. I don't... not ellie not, not ellie. ellie um let's go with out of these I think Sophie. I'll take Sophie. Okay. And I feel like I have to do a big a big finale here for the for our final pick of this of this death draft. Well, yeah. All right, Marissa. Ready. Give me Joe. <laughs> Give me Joe. Okay. All right. You didn't want to take Marianne? No, you I called Marianne. I know I did. I, you know why, Marissa? Because if she ends up dead, I can still consider myself right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. You called it. I'll give it to you. Because <laughs> I can add another. You can. You can get Marianne and all. Okay, I'll, yeah, nothing. we're gonna. Okay, we'll yeah. add her out. I'll take Marianne yeah. too. <laughs> like we can. We can. Keep Anyone going. else we want to die here? <laughs> Named like the whole cast. <laughs> I mean, I think. How do we feel about Elliot? Do you think Elliot's alive? I don't think Elliot's coming back. I, I don't, don't think he is either. He lost his phone. He's, he lost he his phone. Like, yeah. He wants to do get over think... this life. He was done. We already have like that one security dude die. Do we think like Adam's dad or anything Adam related? Well, I think this is a good list. Yeah, I think we're I think we're really solid here. So it's just purely who predicts who like who die yeah. who more people die. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And uh, I'll be sure to keep the listeners updated, but I will also update the patron Discord with the score <laughs> along the way. <laughs> I feel good here. I, yeah. feel, I feel really good. I think that, like, between the two of us, one of us is going to score at least three. <laughs> I don't know, you know, what that will look like, but I think one of us is going to score I three. I feel, here. though, like... Yeah, if I love the role pick. I almost <laughs> took rolled first because, like, I feel like he dies every time in this show. <laughs> I feel like taking Nadia first is because, like, he, Joe's got to outgrow that. Not, yeah. I don't think that Joe's going to be the killer of Nadia. I think Nadia will get killed, but I don't know how. Anyway, uh, I would like to petition this to also be simultaneously, retroactively, Ooh. be a murderer draft. Oh yeah, let's do that. I was thinking okay. about that, like killed or be killed. Yeah, like so okay. We get so... one point if they die. 
and one point if they kill someone. Same team? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, same, no, you can't change the teams. It's the <laughs> okay. same team. Okay, same team. I'll take it. So one point for for the character dying and one point for the character being a killer. Maybe I'll take a half point for Joe because I feel like he's a given to kill somebody. <laughs> I feel like that's guaranteed. I, I was almost going to double your points if he died. So I think it, it balances yeah. out. Okay. Also, Marianne's not killing anyone. So maybe, okay, probably even that. Works out. It works out. <laughs> well, Adam, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Oh uh, is this there so any you-ness left that you need to get out before part two comes to you? I'm excited to see part two. I'm excited to kind of to follow it, to follow your uh, incredible coverage here at recaps uh to you know see what predictions we had that were right more likely what predictions we had that were wrong but whatever it's fine well that's, <laughs> that's the fun nature, of it nature of the bees um and then i'm very invested uh, invested in this death kill draft uh and yeah. and you know we'll see we'll see what happens here i think yeah. we've got some good lists some we good teams this is a fun show to do a, a death draft on yeah, it's not a lot of shows you can do it <laughs> like walking dead was a good one this is a good one mm-hmm. um well thank you again and um where can people tune in to hear you and your other fabulous takes on tv uh yeah so uh all over the place you can find me on twitter at piano man adam one uh you can also find me talking about zoe's extraordinary playlist Ooh. week after week uh we're uh halfway done with season one of that two season show so it's kind of wild like how quickly <laughs> we're flying through that um but that's so fun that's over on one cxg podcast on twitter you can go find that there um also who a doctor who podcast Ooh. um with myself, Kevin Mahadeo, and Melissa Woodward, we have been on the Patreon feed for the longest time for the past three seasons. No more. Uh, you can find us on the main feed, so go over there. Take a look at that. We're talking about Doctor Who as we get into the fourth series. Uh, a ton of fun over there. Um, also uh, with uh, the incredible Sarah Ferguson talking about how I met your father uh, season two. So that's coming out. 20 episodes over there. Sarah and I are getting together every other week. And last episode we recorded in person oh my when gosh. we were together. Oh my gosh. And it was very fun. Magic. Yeah. <laughs> it was very, very fun. We got to do some things that just like never would have been able to happen uh, if we were not together in Aww. person. So uh, that was just a ton and ton of fun. So go check me out there. Uh, I'm all over the place, very accessible. And of course, also on the PSR Discord. Uh, come say hi. I want to hear your death draft. If you could pick any five, who are yeah. you picking? What's Let your list? Know. Uh, do you think, because, um, you know, over on 60 Podcast, you wouldn't you know cover musical television mm-hmm. do you see a musical a you musical episode <laughs> do i see the musical happening uh i mean maybe i mean there's i mean probably not on this show but i mean there's you know there's some vibes of like other musicals uh kind of i mean there's a lot of murder musicals so, it's like you know, very sweet get some sweet out exactly <laughs> you know uh well, I, I could see it maybe next time if, if i come back on i'll have a song prepared okay for a musical <laughs> about you <laughs> we well that's a, yeah that's yeah, a good one go. yeah <laughs> well thanks again for joining us be sure to check out adam everywhere else he is uh covering a lot of things and has a lot of great commentary on it so thanks again for coming and joining us here as for myself i am talking about uh show called daisy jones and the six which is kicking off this weekend with the aforementioned uh sarah ferguson that is a show that is on um amazon prime covering the well-beloved book of the same name so we will be covering those shows as they come out throughout the month of march and then um, i'm also covering a show called dear edward with jason reed that is on over on apple tv it is a 
exploration of grief through um, the the eyes of a child. So if that sounds like fun, uh, join us over there. But the podcast was a lot of fun. We're having a lot of fun talking about it. Um, and that comes out once a week as well. I was also recently on the um, PSR RPG show, which covered a D&D set adventure in the environment, the world of Willow. So if you haven't watched Willow, please do. And then if you have and are interested in that, you can find that on um, Pusher Recaps as well. Outside of that, if I'm up to anything fun and exciting, I will be sure to tell you on Twitter at MarsBars, M-A-R-Z-B-A-R-S. And um, that's about it. Please do consider supporting our work by becoming a patron member. You can go to patreon.com slash posture recaps or posture recaps.patreon. And uh, when you join us at any level, you'll get access to the Discord. So if you want to see Adam and I continue to have conversations about this death trap, that's pretty much where it's going to be because we will probably check in with each other along the way. Um, and, you know, your support does mean a lot to us. So um, again, patreon.com slash posture recaps. Other than that, We'll see you, you. later. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.